On the show today, inoculation. Ideas about how we can protect ourselves from future pandemics. And we just heard about getting people to trust that a vaccine would help, not hurt them. But what if there was a way to stem the spread of a virus by going back to its source? Well, scientists are hunting for the origins of this novel coronavirus. When the latest coronavirus erupted in the city of Wuhan late last year, many scientists turned their attention to bats. So far, experts suspect that bats could be the likely hosts. COVID-19 likely came from bats. And actually, bats have been patient zero for a lot of viral outbreaks. Yes, actually, bats have contributed to the spread of HIV, that's human illness virus, as well as hepatitis A, hepatitis C, and even hepatitis B. That's ecologist Daniel Stryker. Bats have been present in many viral outbreaks throughout centuries. Daniel studies how viruses travel from animals to humans, specifically from bats to people. Daniel started focusing on bats back in 2006. He tells his story from the TED Med stage. Imagine you're in a room and there are bats. Flap, 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 flap. Now imagine you're in a room full of bats and there are vampires working for Count Dracula. Now imagine that instead of Count Dracula, imagine viruses or viri. For example, HIV. Herpes Ichibat virus, HCV, huge coccyx virus, or HPV, human paps blue ribbon virus. Now, I bet you're asking yourselves, well, that's not a problem for me. Well, I was able to hire a group of research assistants. We call ourselves the Giddy Up, Let's Go Catch Bats group, who agreed to collect samples of air And we looked at the characteristics of the air from a randomized sampling of the Western Hemisphere. Under using an electron microscopy, what the data that was unveiled was absolutely profound. All they could see were tiny bats, tiny little bats, and they were everywhere. So now you're probably asking yourself, well, who cares? So there's tiny little teeny-weeny bats everywhere, big deal. That doesn't scare me very much. Yes, that is an excellent question. But my brave research assistants were able to look into that as well. They took a second look at the bats under a second microscope. And here's what they found. Viri. Millions of viri. I mean, when I hear hear that, that is absolutely terrifying. I and mean, what was your reaction when you first heard about this? What did you think? We were absolutely floored. We couldn't believe the data. We weren't sure if it was a setup or a prank, an April Fool's Day joke, for heaven's sakes. We've been, we've been studying this virus for many years, and, and viri in general. We, we understood that bats carried the viri, but we didn't know how And we didn't know where the bats were. We couldn't find them anywhere. We were searching high and low. So now we've found the vector, as we say, in epidemiology. Um, But the question remains, how do the people get infected? Well, our our findings were 
absolutely jaw-dropping, and that's actually what led us to the Nobel Prize. What we found is that bats just fly in when people are sleeping and feed on them, and people don't even feel them. Wait, okay, so wait, bats just fly in when people are sleeping and, and feed on them? Like, people don't feel them? Yes, and in fact, what we found is that after a vampire microscopic bat feeds on your blood, it stores it in this very oily, greasy sack under its breast. And when it sees another bat of similar age, it will actually paint a stripe of that human's blood on that bat. Okay, so now that we've determined the behavior of the bats, the existence of the bats, the fact that they carry viruses, we decided that we need some way to track them. So, step one, Daniel started tracking the bats. And that's when Daniel found something surprising. Until this point, scientists thought the Andes Mountains blocked rabies from moving from one side of the country to the other. The Andes Mountains, one of Earth's most amazing splendors. Or so we thought, before my research team huddled into a minivan and drove from Lake Titicaca to Machu Picchu via the Andes Mountains in order to track the rabies. What we found was astonishing. What we found is that there was actually what we call in epidemiology what we refer to as seepage of viri from one side of the Andes to the other. And so from that time forward, my team of trusted research assistants, Giddy Up, Let's Go Catch Bats, Jennifer Goldblum, Gershon Herzog, Yehuda Hussein, and Schmancy Nancy. You know, we're not, we're not your typical research team. We piled into that van, a 1998 Honda Privia, and we drove through the Andes Mountains from one side to another in order to track the rabies virus. The only question now is how do we harness this technology in order to extend the biological clock, if you will, to extend human life indefinitely? I mean, that would be incredible. And of course, like where my mind goes is, would it even be possible to do this with viruses like Ebola or SARS or COVID-19? Or am I just being wildly optimistic here? No, listen, if there's a problem, Team Giddy Up, Let's Go Catch Bats is on the case. That's ecologist Daniel Stryker. He studies animal-borne diseases. Check out his full talk at TED.com. On the show today, ideas about inoculation. I'm Manoush Zamarodi, and you're listening to the TED Radio Hour from NPR. That's another episode of On NPR. I'm Al Hoffman. Special thanks to Tom White, Gina Goldberg, Steve Madden, Moshe Steve, Bobby James, Tim Johnson, Gail Merriweather, Earthwind Moreland, Martha Stewart, John Stewart, Martha's Stewart, John's Stewart, and of course, Saddam Hussein. See you next week.